started recording, not even thinking. Didn't even look at the notes or anything. Alright, this will be interesting. Sorry for talking on the theme song. Here we go. LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear The Walking Dead Review. I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to that show I just read off. Uh, it's episode 137, which officially ties it with as many Twilight Zone episodes as I have for LAW The Twilight Zone Review. It keeps going back and forth. It's like a good NBA game where it keeps this, you know, lead keeps switching throughout the last couple minutes. And just like the last two minutes of an NBA game, this episode will last about, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. So here we go. Uh, it's episode 911 of The Walking Dead, Bounty, which feels like a bad luck symbol. And I did give it a six, so. Everyone else gave it an eight point one. I don't. I don't know why, but it's not a bad episode. Just like I didn't. I didn't care about really much that's going on. I like the last episode a lot more because it's about the characters. But that's just me. Apparently, apparently, according to the scores, just me. Three thousand three hundred eight people as of right now gave it an eight point one. Whatever. Part of the reason I didn't like the episode is it felt like it was a cheesy setup for things that might or could happen, but do not ultimately happen. Uh, point in case, uh, Jerry starts to talk to Ezekiel and Carol that his wife is pregnant with the, with the baby. And apparently that was back in time. I didn't realize. I thought it was now, but apparently it was back before the uh, break, right before the great divide there of years. Um, Jesus and Tara, they arrive and they give Ezekiel some sort of plan. Tara's like, it's the plan that we all agree to. It's in a, like a rolled up poster tube and he pulls it out and it looks like a fucking, uh, it's essentially the constitution to unite all of the corporations, the, all of the uh, settlements, Alexandria, the uh, my fucking watch. Let me just stop right the goddamn now and go over this. I have a my brother gave me a Garmin watch. His his slipped off on an airplane and he thought he lost it for months and then he bought a new one and he finally got this in the mail from the airport from the airline rather. The airport doesn't tend to take care of that shit. They don't care. But the uh, they don't even care about the bathrooms. But the point is, the airline gave him the watch back, so he gave it to me. And I took him out to dinner, him and his girlfriend, out to dinner a couple of times to make up for it because it's an expensive fucking watch. But whatever the fuck is set in here is the most ridiculous workout regimen. I cannot follow or or I can't maintain this sort of workout regimen because I will be moving around, like running around outside with the dogs or like doing dishes and like doing housework. And the second I sit down, literally, I like sit down and go ah. And my watch is like, move, you shit-faced, fat-ass bastard. It literally shakes and goes, move, with like several exclamation points. And I cannot, I can't do whatever it wants me to do. Even if I was like on a fucking like nonstop nature hike where I was like lost in the wilderness and doing like 127 hours, I would get it because I'm just sitting there pinned to it between some rocks. But like I'm basically doing like man versus wild and like constantly moving around. And this fucking watch is like, are you going to finally get your heart rate up? Finally? Are you going to do anything? Like I know that you just ran seven laps around the block. I get it. Yeah, I, I was there for it. Trust me, bro. I was attached to your fucking wrist the whole time measuring your heartbeat. You know what? You're gonna fucking move, fat ass. You're gonna eat some more Doritos. What are you gonna do? What are, what are you gonna do? Come on, come on, bro. I see, I see how fat you are. I'm attached to your wrist. I know all your goddamn measurements. I don't know what this is going off. I don't know what metrics it has, uh, like into this thing that I, I. I don't need that kind of pressure in my life, and I, and I, I could easily go in there and, and tinker with the settings, but it is, I forget. 
and and I just let it go, and I just and like sit down. Every time I sit down, it goes move, and I'm like, God, it might as well be like fucking shocking my wrist. Be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like you, you didn't, you stopped moving for three seconds. I'm a pretty active person when I'm not working on my shows because I always have to sit here in a chair and do my goddamn podcast for thirty minutes at a time. Today I'm just banging them all out, or as many as I can. I'll probably finish tomorrow. But point is, you don't care. I, I move around. I don't I don't just sit here for the most part. I mean, I do half and half where I am, like sit here and do artwork and stuff because I, I put out a bunch of posters for every single episode or every single season of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and American Horror Story. Made a bunch of posters. That took me several hours and my watch the whole time is like, but it, but it just goes, when I sit down, it goes, move. And then it doesn't do anything for a while, for a couple hours until I move again. And then when I sit back down, it goes, move. And I'm like, you're only reacting to the movement I did had. You're not reacting to the lack of movement, which is bizarre. And let me get back to the episode because it is driving me fucking insane. I need to get back to this shit to finish off in some sort of timetable I mentioned, which is 20 to 30, 20, 25 to 30, whatever the fuck I said. But point is, they have a constitution to unite all the uh, communities together. They're, that's what the whole point of his feast is. And he decides to go out to get more food for this feast, Ezekiel does, for the, fe- for the festival, or the, for the fair, whatever the fuck they call it. Um, Alpha brings out her army, which is like, I don't know, 25 people, 24 people, somewhere in there. It doesn't seem very massive at this point. We don't really see how, how vast her army is until way later. But I'm like, let's fucking mow them down, I guess. Just kill, kill them, I guess. Uh, well, they don't. They don't do it at all. I don't even remember what this is in reference to. It's just a note I have. It doesn't say who they're talking to or what they did, but it just says she brings in her army. I do remember her bringing out her army. Ezekiel and his um, his men. The whole point of them going out to get food is a really a false lead because they're really going they're going out to get a movie projector bulb because apparently theirs burned out five years ago. A lot of the kids don't even remember what movies are. And this is what I mentioned a couple episodes ago in the music when I started talking about music and how important that is. I can see how a movie would help the community only in this specific instance. Trying to get the community... He, he does make a persuasive argument. I'll give him that. Ezekiel does pitch a good show. He says... She's like, why... Carol, Carol his wife, is like, why are you going to risk your men's life to go get a fucking projector bulb out of this theater? And he's like, sure, I could not do that, and we'd all survive. But we're trying to get all of these communities to come together, and how fucking blown away would they be if they saw a movie for the first time, possibly ever for some of these people, or first time in 10 years for some of these people. Like, for, point is, no matter what the fuck I sh- I could show them a, like, fucking snuff film, like the one from 8mm, and they'd be like, oh my God, it is being projected on a screen. I've seen atrocities way worse than this. I feel like at this point, it'd be like a fucking Disney movie, a snuff film would be, but... He does have a persuasive argument. That would really band them together and be like, they'd start talking and they like have connections. Not so much during the movie, but afterwards they'd be like, oh my God, did you? that was a movie. And they'd start to communicate amongst each other. And that really is the point of this episode, the next couple episodes rather, is they need to band together and, and learn who each other are because that comes into heavy play later on. And he's right. And I agree with him. It's not like the music thing I mentioned before where that's, Time invested into training someone how to play music. This is something just like an hour and a half, two hours tops, done, moving on. 
We'll watch it again next month. That sort of thing. That's, that's no time, no time investment other than getting this light bulb. And yes, you're going to risk some lives, but also maybe there's some medicine, maybe there's some food in there. Who knows what else is in there? But I feel like they could have done a better job once they got inside. But I'll get to that in a moment here. Um. Oh, I guess it's just right here. Okay, so I guess I'll get to it now. They go inside the theater. They um. They uh. They look around, and then they look around the theater. They kill some zombies, obviously, in the beginning. And they come all together afterwards as a search, and they go, no bulb, sorry, boss. And I was like, ah, fuck, shit, no bulb, huh? That's, that sucks. And a bunch of zombies attack from, like, inside the theater, and they go through, like, a uh, one of the popcorn makers. There's a stupid shot about that. And then they look over, and they see the stairs, and it, and it says, like, projector room, and there's an arrow pointing up the stairs. And they go... Hey, let's check that room. And I go, why did he look anywhere but there? That is the one room projector bulbs would be is in the projector room, you dumb fucks. Why the fuck would that be, A, not the room you search first, and sure as shit, B, the room you look for last? I have so many goddamn questions. As far as the Conquer and Divide, ugh. The planning of this mission is piss poor at best. Ezekiel, you're a shitty leader. Carol, you were there. You were right there. Should have said something. The room is clearly labeled projector room. I wouldn't even think to look in any other room than the projector room. And it's, it's just common sense. Let's just go ahead and think this through. So they went through. They didn't go into the theater. So let's, let's remove, remove that. They looked through the lobby. They went through the manager's office off to the side. They went through the ticket booth room. They went through that. They went through the bathrooms. They went through the side rooms. Any sort of wings they had in that theater that were not you know, covered in zombies that we didn't already see are covered in zombies. And they went through everything else. At whatever other rooms, janitor's closet. They went through the fucking biotech lab. Whatever the fuck else they have in that movie theater. And they're like, shit, where the fuck else could it be? I mean, there's, there's an upper level here. And those stairs lead exclusively to one, one room. And since we're looking for, I don't know, a projector's light bulb, a light bulb for the movie projector. Um, no, what are the odds it's in the projector? What are the odds? Should we even look in it? Uh, it just seems so far-fetched. It's clearly going to be in the women's bathroom stall three. It's clearly going to be in there, tucked inside the, in the bowl. You dumb fox, what do you, that's the, that is the only place you should look. I wouldn't even bother with the rest of the joint. It is so, such a waste of fucking time. This felt like such an early season. Remember the, uh, the, the run that Rick and, uh, was it Rick and, uh, forgetting his name because he's dead. Good God. Good God. Glenn, when they went on the run to find medicine at the, the fucking drugstore, and they, they're looking for the good shit. And instead of looking behind the counter, which is where they keep good shit in a pharmacy, stuff that's actually effective, they go out and they look in like the over-the-counter shit. And they're like, what's out, what's out here? Huh. Tylenol, you see? And like, they get attacked and shit. I don't remember what fuck happens in that episode. They get attacked by some guys. But they don't go behind the counter. They look just out in the general merchandise. Like, they're going to find like a tube of Bengay and some fucking gauze wrap. What the fuck are you going to do with that? You need the good shit. You need some actual fucking medicine that was tested in a lab on some poor humans and some bad monkeys. You're going to find something good back there. You're not going to find the good shit out front where it's just like 
people, medicine sold to old people and children who could, who could not die no matter how much they take of whatever's out there. Therefore, it's ineffective against the zombie fucking virus and getting your limbs removed. Whew, the previous seasons drive me insane. Anyway, let's move the fuck on. I, I can't, my blood pressure, I can't handle this. And I need to move on, don't I? Um, oh God, I'm already at 12 minutes. So <laughs> let's talk about the other nothings that happen in this. I've only gotten to two notes. So uh, the dead start to arrive at the at the gates, and everyone's looking for Lydia because remember that uh, Henry got her out of the cell in the last episode. Her mom's at the gates, like, "Oh, my daughter! Oh, my fucking daughter! Where's my fucking daughter?" And breaking her own rules. And Lydia is escaped with uh, Henry, who I have in my notes as Thomas sometimes. So go ahead and deal with that shit. I don't care. Uh, my, my notes literally say Thomas is Carl and Daryl is Rick. That clearly I mean that uh, Henry is Carl and Daryl is Rick because Daryl's looking like crazy for Lydia. Uh, Henry has taken her out of town. That we don't know where yet. Um, uh, Whisperer baby outside the walls. They realize the zombies are showing up in way too many, and the baby starts crying. So the mama has to set the baby down, which is great timing. That we get to see that it wouldn't have happened in the previous nine months when she was giving fucking birth. Not, not at all. Okay, whatever. So uh, the baby's there, and uh, I, I don't know. The baby's alive. It's about nine months old, it, and, and it's like, they're like I was crying, and the mom's like, "What do I do?" And she's like, "What are you gonna do?" She's like, "I could, I could easily run and move on," but they're like, "Yeah, but we're animals. Animals give up their babies." I'm like, "That's not what the fuck animals do. Animals will sit there and protect their look. Watch the fucking Nature Channel. They will protect their babies so hard." And sacrifice themselves all the goddamn time. Don't tell me animals do not sacrifice themselves for their babies. It happens all the fucking time. If you go out to like an eagle's nest, that fucking eagle's going after you. No matter if you're under the fucking giant, it's coming after you. It's gonna fucking peck out your eyes. It doesn't really care about how your size. It just goes, my baby. It's literally a biological need to protect your young. All it knows is reproducing. It's literally all it fucking knows. It doesn't have like a fucking timeshare in Florida. It doesn't have cable channel and a mortgage to worry about. It just knows. I, I shit these things out. I keep them warm. Eventually, they're going to be born. I'm going to feed them gross-ass worms. And that's literally all I do. After they're, they can fly away in their own nests, I get em literally empty nest syndrome. And then I go ahead and drop dead as a symbol of this fucking country for some reason, even though I'm uh, like an endangered fucking species. But they, they care so goddamn much. more than we Because we think they don't talk to each other and, and say, I love you, they don't care or try to protect each other. Like, Alpha should have went... Well, yeah, animals sometimes do have to abandon their babies. Like a polar bear will eat their fucking babies if they have to. Because if the mother bear dies, the, the young ones die too. That's, that's an extreme example. But most, most animals go, I will protect this until I can't. And she's not quite there because Alpha could just go, Hey, Debbie, go ahead and take 45 steps over there. And then when they move toward you very, very, very slowly... Go ahead and take 45 more steps, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine, sweetie. We'll get by that time. Our group will have moved your moved the zombies away, and your baby will be fine. It'll stop crying by then. Start fucking breastfeeding it. Whatever the fuck you're doing, do it. It must be breastfeeding in this world. I, I doubt you're like cooking up some fucking formula on a stovetop somewhere and testing it out in, the, in your small of your wrist. I doubt you're doing that shit. So you. So go ahead and just wait. Instead, she's like, throw that baby in the goddamn grab, curb stop it, and walk the fuck away from it. And she just does just that. In which case, Connie comes out because uh, Luke is signaling behind his back and, and uh, 
I want to say Morse code, but it's sign language. There we go. Um, it's visual Morse code, if you will. And, and she sees that, and she runs out of the corn and grabs the baby and, and tries to run away. And out of nowhere, the zombies and the uh, saviors start attacking her. And I'm like, where the fuck were you when they were trying to protect a baby? Fucking assholes. They're trying to pro- they don't want to protect the baby, but they'll they'll go after the woman trying to steal the baby for some fucking reason. Some this is the only that's one of the few things in this season where I went, that makes no goddamn sense. They're trying to kill the woman who stole the baby, but not not gonna protect the baby. If you really care, if you really think you're an animal, animals care about how they grow in numbers. They care about their young. They really fucking do. I don't want to hear that they just give the here, here's my babies, because then animals would all be dead. They'd all be dead. They have to care about the young. It's biologically, it's in, it's drilled into their fucking core. They can't not care about their young. Some animals will do weird shit to their young in extreme circumstances because they realize there's no other alternative. And they go, if I die, the babies die, but I can be alive to make more babies. Therefore, I, I eat the babies. They don't just go, Day one, eating babies, because then the species would be dead if that was their instinct. It doesn't make any fucking sense, and fuck these fucking people. She's very misled. I don't want to blame the writers. I do want to blame, because that could be what Alpha thinks, and if so, that's what Alpha's fucking wrong on. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, where the fuck am I? She goes in, Connie grabs the baby, runs in the corn. There's like an underwater sound, because she's like semi-deaf. Daryl saves her. They run away. Um, I, 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 my next note is they might as well name this episode Countdown to Jerry's Death because Jerry keeps talking about his baby. We see his baby, blah, 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 with the baby. Apparently, I didn't realize it wasn't a flashback till now when his wife is pregnant with, or has the actual baby already. Um, Carol decides to risk it all for a goddamn bulb. She decides to go into the theater. And we didn't, we didn't really see how that plays out, but obviously we know later. But she's like, the whole time she's like... Uh, it's stupid you're going to risk someone's life for a bulb. And she's like, eventually does, you know, call herself the queen. She finally accepts that title of queen. And she goes in and they must get the bulb because we see it later. Spoiler alert. But um, uh, there's a prisoner exchange where they exchange Alden and who the fuck else do they have? Luke, right? For Lydia. They exchange her finally. Lydia gives up. She has a uh, long fucking conversation with uh uh, Henry, who I keep calling Thomas, so it's a little hard for me to keep track of his name. She goes out there, and she finally is like, I have to go, I have to go. And he does not handle it well. Um, Alpha slaps Lydia for calling her mom. She's like, you will call me Alpha, just like everybody else. And she's like, you gave up, you know, this is one of our rules. We don't we do not do this sort of shit. She's like, let's go. She's like, it's like her kid threw a fit in the middle of a Macy's, and the mom is just like, pay for my shit, pay for my sweater and my, my toaster, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. And as soon as we get in the car, Caden, I'm going to swear to fucking God, I am going to go holy shit ballistic on you. It's going to be like Hiroshima in the back of our fucking SUV, okay? Okay? I don't want to fucking hear it. The back of our Escalade is going to be like Neurosha. It's going to be just like fucking World War III back there. I'm just going to smack the living shit out of you. Teeth are going to be flying. It's going to be crazy. Anyway, so here's my card. Um, uh, oh, zip code? Yeah, here it is. It's on my, it's on my ID. Go ahead and type in the same one. I haven't changed my address in a while. <laughs> what do you mean you got declined? It's going to be some, something like that. It's going to be fucking crazy. I don't... I just... Then they walk away, and that's the end of it. Let me see it later, but... Uh, Thomas, uh, again... Uh, <laughs> I called him Thomas. Henry, he doesn't, extend, he doesn't understand the math of this. Because the uh, Whisperers had both Luke and Alden... And they were going to kill him if they didn't get 
just Lydia back. I'm, I have to look at my notes for names right now because I'm semi-drunk. So he doesn't understand the math there. Two to one. He doesn't get that. So let alone that, he doesn't understand one girl being alive and two people being not dead is good. Like, if they did the exchange the way it went down. He'd rather they keep the girl and she's miserable. Two people get killed and there's a war being started. He'd rather that because he kind of wants to throw it inside this girl. He doesn't think of, you know what, I'm going to go with this girl. That way everything, everyone lives and I get to go fuck this girl. Hardcore in the middle of the woods. And this is not a condom time, by the way. Uh, the pharmacy that I mentioned earlier, they got raided for condoms. I think Glenn mentioned it. But this is a condom-free zone. He's just going to throw it in there willy-nilly. Uh, his willy is going to be very nilly, if you know what I mean. His, his back shall be bared inside of her vagina, to say the least. I don't, uh, why, honestly, why, why doesn't he realize the math of this? I know he's a teenager and he's dumb as shit, but like, it just makes sense, bro. Sorry. Sorry. You're going to get people killed with the way you're, the shit you're reacting to. He's going to get people killed. I, I don't like when they're teenage for the sake of being teenage and they're stupid about it. They're fucking stupid. Anyway, after this happens, they show like a happiness montage. Everything's going crazy, happy. Everyone's so happy. Tammy and Earl, they get the baby. Jerry, we see his baby and his wife, and everyone's so goddamn happy. Uh, Thomas decides to leave, which is what I fucking mentioned should have happened earlier. Uh, Daryl and Connie... They realize he's gone, and they go on after him. And that's where the episode ends for 9-11. And I sh I'll tell you what. For this 9-11 episode, I will never forget what happens. I will forget that the fact that his name is not Thomas. It is, it is uh, Henry. I've almost switched over to where I remember it more as Thomas than I do as Henry. And that fucking sucks. And I, I did it to myself, and I hate myself right now. And I hate myself so bad. And I think as soon as I delete these notes, the Thomas name is gone. Because at this point in my notes when I was taking them during the episodes, I did realize it. Or at least I hope so. We'll find out in future episodes. Um, let's just get the fuck out of here. Good episode. Enough. Not great. Not enough for me to keep invested. Some shit pissed me off. You could tell. Uh, it, but not nearly enough as the, as the previous seasons, as much as they did. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not going to be that petty. I just, well, it was a miss. It wasn't, it had some good stuff in it, a couple good scenes, uh, but overall, could have went without it. But I'm not going to fault them on that. That's, as a fan of a show with 16 episodes per season, eh, it's whatever. It really is whatever. I'm being completely fair right now. It's whatever. A couple episodes per season, you get to go, eh, not for me. Some good stuff in there. Even Breaking Bad, which is a show I love, had less than 16, I believe, for most seasons. Some of the episodes, you're like, eh, you know, that didn't really do anything. So, Walking Dead gets the same pass. It's far worse than Breaking Bad, don't get me wrong, but um, they, they get a pass. I'm not going to hold this episode against them. It's, uh, it was whatever. Next episode is Guardians, which is, uh, let's see what the score on this one I gave, but uh, I liked it better, apparently. I'll find out when I start talking about it and reading the notes. Anyway, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Go to LAWstudios.com.